This is episode 50. 50. I'm Mike. Ooh. I'm Colin. <laughs> and uh, yeah, here we are. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the discography of Panic at the Disco mm-hmm. in a little bit. Um, but first, we, we got to catch up a little bit, you know? Uh, we both had some eventful weeks. <laughs> and yeah. A lot of new music stuff as well, some updates and whatnot. Seeing um, a note, and I'm kind of uh, excited to hear about that. Oh, <laughs> did you see uh, that right yeah. there? Yeah, that's a, just a brief little topic. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it up. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. How are you doing? No, I'm alright. Tired. It's mm. early for us today. Yeah, we. I, I think I mentioned last week that we're most of these episodes for the next little bit are going to be filmed at night, but we're in the morning today. <laughs> at night. Yeah. But yeah. But, um. It's a little early because uh, Mike had a concert last night. That was good. I watched it on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it, a band concert to yeah, clarify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once, uh, just wait a couple years, and then he'll have actual time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I have work from two p.m. to eleven p.m. today, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, uh, and then six to eleven on Monday. So I'm gonna kill myself, but. Uh, if you don't, so if you don't see me next week, that's why. But, I mean, otherwise, the week's been alright. Just been, uh, chillin'. Um, watching, catching up on all my shows, and, you know, I caught up on Euphoria, and mm-hmm. watched the last episode of Boba Fett, Peacemaker, mm-hmm. uh, Pam and Tommy, you know. Damn, yeah, I've watched a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, trying to catch up on Better Call Saul before that comes out mm-hmm. in April. So. Which I'm not sure if we've mentioned here before, but at least for me, that's one of my favorite shows, like, ever. I, I'd like it a lot, like, probably a little less than Breaking Bad, but it's very close uh, for me personally. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for that new season to be coming out soon, so. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'd got, I, I, I had watched a few episodes from season four, but I forgot most mm. of it, so I just decided to watch it from the beginning of season four. Yeah. And it's coming back to me a little bit now, but... I think I only watched like three or four episodes, so yeah. Um, excited to see how it goes. I haven't heard, I haven't seen any spoilers or anything, so that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Season four is a little interesting because uh, it just it's kind of like a transition period between like what the main part of the story is um, because of things that happened at the end of season three. <laughs> um, so it's kind of it kind of feels a little up in the air at points, but like it it's a good transition. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, uh, Bob Odenkirk is a great actor. Uh, yeah, everyone in that show is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah I, for, I forget who plays Kim. Rhea Seahorn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was like a scene in the second episode where she goes off on Howard. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, ooh, wow, that was really good. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, it's been my week for the most part. Just been, you know, doing school and listening to music and pan- a lot of panic. Been yep. panicking, uh, <laughs> a lot of panicking through my headphones and into my pillow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screw.
screaming full force into yeah. my pillow, <laughs> you know, while I sleep. Night terrors. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing too crazy this week. Just mm-hmm. uh, excited for uh, my eventual suicide after these couple of shifts. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> no. If we see you after, if we don't see you next week, you better as fuck be coming back for fifty two. That's a year. You're right, you're right. I'll wait till after fifty two. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> at least make it a year, man. Come on. You're right. You're right. <laughs> don't be so fucking selfish. <laughs> but um, listen, my my albums for this week were I, since I had already heard all of Panic's discography before, I had to find a different. A couple different albums mm-hmm. uh, for my little, you know, excursion to listen to an album or two a week. Uh, I listened to uh, the Half Alive album, which we'll get into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, album, half album. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I listened to Ants From Up There, which Mike talked about last week mm-hmm. by Black Country New Road. And we'll talk a little bit more about that, I think, as well. <laughs> little updates. But, yeah. Uh, I really liked it. It was really mm. good, really raw. I love the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, you know, I'll get I'll get into it at the uh, with our monthly mer- roundup in a couple weeks, but mm-hmm. uh, I just really liked it, and I'm sad that Isaac's leaving because that's gonna leave a big void in the personality of the band. It really will. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what they do with it Me too. after he's gone. But um, yeah, he's gonna be missed. He's mm-hmm. got he's he's he has a lot of uh, oomph to the music with his, mm-hmm. with his, the way he s- sings. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. So nice, good yeah. to hear. Yeah, glad to hear. But um, how was your week, man? Uh, long, very long. Um, it feels like forever ago that we did a Broken Boys episode. To be honest with you, <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> so and I, I, I mentioned in you know previous episodes, but this was kind of my hell week a little bit. Um, He's in just, play. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, there's there's like a concert season that our school has that um, our instructor wanted us to be at most of the concerts for. Uh, I was able to opt out on Mondays, um, but I had to be there for Tuesday through Friday, and each of those were scheduled until 10 o'clock. Um, the only one that didn't really get close to it was last night's, <laughs> but uh, all the other ones were there until 10 p.m., and... Uh, that meant I was at school for like 12 to 14 hours each day. And that was very draining. Um, <laughs> I remember particularly, I think it was, yeah, it was Wednesday. Uh, I had a class at 9 a.m. or whatever. And uh, someone did a presentation on like saxophones or something like that. And then later that night, I saw them at the concert, um, just like in front of me. I was like, oh, they're the one who gave that uh, presentation yesterday. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that was today. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt. Just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, what year is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was a long fucking week. Uh, my dates really blended together. Um, uh, but I made it. I'm here. And now I get to pass off my long days onto Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I have to experience them too. That's <laughs> true, yeah. <laughs> They're not, to... It's not going to be as long as his days. but Right. It's still pretty st- long, though. Yeah, That's fucking... I have to stand more. So. Yeah, you're, you have to stand and do fucking nothing for <laughs> more. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I like my You'll job. be fine. <laughs> you know, I, I like the job. It's just like this is not the hours that he's. Oh, yeah. my manager said I was going to be getting. So. Yeah. He said I'll be getting midday shifts on the weekends, but this is more of like an all-day shift. So, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I mean, um, I think my the week was all right, even though I was really tired through a lot of it. Uh, Thursday was interesting. There was kind of two cool things that happened. Um, one of them was, uh, I don't remember if I've mentioned it here, but I'm in like an audio like engineering class, and we had to make an audio story of some sort, like a narrative. And uh, I think we were supposed to write our own, but I just decided to nab story two from Clipping, uh, which is the first song of the week I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, and I think it has a really cool storytelling elements to it. And um, so I just recreated that uh, with what I knew in the system. And uh, <laughs> he talked about it in class on Thursday. It was like, yeah, I mean, uh, you guys should be teaching this class. <laughs> it was me and someone else who had something that was also pretty cool. He was like, yeah, you guys should be teaching this class. So we're going to have to make it harder for you. <laughs> I was like, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, I'm going to be posting that at some point. Um, and if I do it before I post this episode, I can leave a link to it. Uh, it'll, it'll be on my, not my main piano channel, uh, but well, music channel, I should say. Uh, but the other one that's called Plane of Scores, that's probably where I'll put it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. Uh, people's interpretations of it were interesting as well. Um, they liked, I, I don't know, he, he was talking about all these things like, there's so many little details like the like the lighter flicking and then like the it seems like foreshadowing or whatever or like even a flashback and like yeah it could be either but at the same time that's kind of you know the writing of the story not as much me <laughs> but i mean i guess i i don't know i did the audio but that was cool uh and then also um as part of this concert cycle uh part of it is we had two like guest composers like that were like you know they're established composers uh who do a lot of cool stuff and uh, on Thursday as well, we had us in the composition studio, we had um, a chance to have them look at like our work for like 15 minutes or something. Um, and I showed one guy who, I mean, I was kind of intimidated by, but like, you know, he's, he was he was really nice in all of his criticisms to other people. Uh, like it was very constructive and like very open-ended, but like to the point where it was like kind of ex- inspiring open-ending, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then like when he got to... <clears throat> when we listened to mine he just he just basically said like yeah i, I really liked it uh and i gave like the context that i'm writing I'm in the the major that's aimed towards like movies and tv shows and stuff he's like i could i could see a movie like as it was listening to it or whatever mm-hmm. and it was like yeah i don't i don't really have too much to say it was really good i was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i did not expect that <laughs> but i don't know things like that are just uh so inspiring for me for music stuff when yeah. that happens that and like my parents brought up the uh last because i saw them last night for the concert uh like the the thing with brad that happened as well where yeah. he you know listened to the song he's like the motherfucking mona lisa <laughs> <laughs> um like that kind of shit like it's stuff i'm going to be looking back on and just like it's my fuel and uh, it's so cool but Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it was a long week still uh but a couple those, cool things those, that happened yeah, those sound like high points yeah yeah for sure Mr. Perfect over here. <laughs> it's not true. Um, but also a little update when it comes to music stuff. If everything goes well, which I'm hoping it does, I'm a little in the dark on how uh, this system works right now, <laughs> but um, there should be a song next Friday, or this coming Friday. Uh, and if there is, I don't know how I'll notify you guys. I don't know, maybe... 
the Twitter page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check the Twitter page on Friday. <laughs> We're gonna hold Collins and Michael start. Michael start linking his Twitter. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, oh yeah, maybe that's what I could do. I could link my Twitter and then just check there because I will creative Instagram page for your music stuff. Well. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. Okay. Um, well, maybe. Fuck me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's all right, man. Um, whatever. <laughs> so that came off way more aggressive than I did. Oh yeah, no, no, that's that's already fucking happening. Yeah. Dumbass, <laughs> go fuck yourself. No, no I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I'll link something else extra in my place, and wherever that is is where you can go to see where. Um, but I'm hoping for that to be coming out Friday as long as everything is working well with my distribution thing. Uh, it's a song called November. It's really, really nice, I think. It's very, very um, good. All of this stuff is good, though. So. Yeah, it's one of my favorites on the, uh, well, lyrically, it's one of my favorites on the album. Well, musically as well. I, I, I like all of them. So <laughs> it's like choosing between children for me. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. It's going to be very good. I'm mm-hmm. excited for everybody to hear it. Um, not yelling because of the music, we only because of the tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, look out for that. I'll mm-hmm. post it on the Twitter page. I'll be, you know, advertising it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm a good friend. So <laughs> It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, his, I'm his hype man and his manager. So. <laughs> and just get your manager uh, to do both, yeah. <laughs> um. I'm also his little baby boy. So. Mm-hmm. That's only on Tuesdays, um, but uh, it is yeah, okay. <laughs> we couldn't do it this Tuesday because he was busy. But, um, but yeah, uh, one of the things that also happened this week uh, was the Half Alive album. It came yeah. out. Well, album. It came out yesterday uh, for us. Yesterday um, for you guys a few days ago on Friday. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about it first, or I mean, I, I guess I guess I'll go first you actually because you you know my opinion yeah. basically. Um, I posted on the album of the year, uh, and <sighs> I'm like, I'm a little lukewarm on it, honestly. Um, I mean, it's not all too surprising considering I kind of felt that way about all of the singles that were on here. Um, Michael, don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> how I felt about like the singles on here, you know. I liked What's Wrong definitely grew on me. Uh, I still don't think it's, like, a really good song that I would listen to, like, a lot. But, like, I definitely enjoy it. Um, and then that's kind of the similar thing with Summerland and Hot Tea as well. There's aspects of it that, like, I'm not a huge fan of, but, like, that I can listen to them. Um, but they don't really do too much for me. And the make of it, I straight up, the more I listen to that song, the more I really don't like the direction they took on that chorus uh, and the post-chorus. It just... It gives me way too much AJR vibes in the very much wrong way. Um, so, like, going in, you know, I was a little eh, already, just kind of, like, a little shaky. Um, and then there's only three more songs <laughs> after that that's on here that we haven't heard. And Everything Machine, I like aspects of it, but kind of the same thing again. Like, I don't know, the, the chorus I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, and then the post-chorus, they do some more weird AJR-ish pitch shifting, which immediately sounds a little bit better than an AJR pitch shifting would be, but it it's still not, like, something I'm liking all that much. But Move Me, uh, 
Move Me is that track that we've been looking forward to that they've been teasing for like three weeks now mm-hmm. um, that finally came out. And for the most part, I do really like it. Uh, I, I think it could use a little more low end in the ending. Like they go into like a little rock section. Um, and I think that could have hit a little bit harder if there was some of that. But in general, though, it's definitely my favorite song here. It's really good. And then Back Around, I like the distorted vocals on it. And I like, you know, I like the guitar groove that comes in. That thing is fucking infectious. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, I think overall that one is also really good. Uh, probably my second favorite on here. So, but like all in all, it's just like a lot of it is very lukewarm to me and a little disappointing. But uh, I don't know. That's just kind of my opinion. I, I like on album of the year right now, I have it as like a high six, and that's that's kind of how I feel about it personally. Okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm not as critical as you. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, when it comes to certain things, but like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I genuinely enjoy this. It it, mm-hmm. it has uh, been on repeat for me since yesterday. So I mean that's not like a lot, but I mean it's been on constantly. So I I really enjoy most of the songs. Make make of it I don't love still. Like it's like Mike said, it's not the best. It's uh, I I don't know. There's something about it that I don't really enjoy, and mm. I don't like that they put it as a first song on the album. Oh yeah, that's um, yeah. I'm really hoping when the second part comes out that it's all mixed together like Nothing But Thieves did with um, uh, Moral Panic 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I've loved Summerland and What's Wrong since they came out. And I, I, I have a lot of fun with both of those songs. Everything Machine, when that came on, I was like, ooh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I was coming back, I was walking back uh, to my dorm from my job and I was like, I was like getting through the singles and I was like, here comes a new one. I was like, ooh, ooh, that's fun. But yeah, I, I enjoy that one throughout the... What did I write a note about it? Uh, it's a different feel for them, is what I said. Yeah. It, 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 like, I can kind of feel what Mike's feeling with the AJR kind of stuff, but I don't know. I, I, I didn't feel it as heavy as he's saying. I also just wasn't a big so. fan of the chorus on that one, personally. I do like the verses a lot. Mm-hmm. And- I think it's the bridge. There's like a distorted build up a little bit, and that that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, hot tea though it has like really really grown on me. I would say the same, honestly. I yeah. love this song. Like mm-hmm. it, it. Whenever that one comes on the shuffle, when I'm shuffling through this album, I'm, it, I, I don't know. I have a lot of fun with it. It's, it's, I, I love it, honestly. And it's, you know, I. You know, it's a really good idea. <laughs> huh? What was that? What was that? <laughs> really good half alive song. Uh, Hold on a second, can we get the microphone a little closer? <laughs> it's a really good half alive song. I didn't say AJR. I promise. Um, sorry if I hurt your ears. Um, but yeah, I really love hot tea. Um, which is funny because I've never really drank hot tea. I've only really had iced tea. <laughs> But move me. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, really pretty, really gorgeous throughout. Mm. I love the entirety of it. The music video is really oh, yeah. cool. They brought together a bunch of their, you know, a bunch of fans, I think, that are artists. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they had been uploading the artists' like renditions of the video throughout the last few weeks as, mm-hmm. as like, uh, cr- uh, what were they called? Like, creator. Oh, creator session, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. And I, I really like how it came together. Yeah. Um, it's a really pretty video. And yeah, no, I, I, sorry, I just wanted to add mm-hmm. to that. Uh, yeah, I do really like that music video as well. I thought, I thought that was a really cool 
way to do that. Um, and it fit the song pretty well too. Yeah, I, it, it yeah, it's a very good. It's very good, mm. uh, <laughs> and I'm glad that's finally out, so I can listen to it whenever I want. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> the way they were teasing that for fucking weeks was like, come the fuck on, man. They teased that song more than the album. So. Yeah. yeah which is, <laughs> when they were like teasing it, we talked about it a little bit last week or the week before, but like they said, oh, you're pre- the pre- pre-save the song and the album, and it's like it's a song coming out before the album, but. It didn't. It just came out with the album. Yeah. They just worded it really weird, I guess. But yeah. um, back around, I like a lot. I think it's it's groovy. I like mm-hmm. the guitar riff. The guitar kind of reminds me of. It, it feels in the same line as Summerland, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Um, it has that same kind of summery feel to it. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. Uh, I don't know what I wrote down for it. Let's see. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wrote about the guitar riff. I mm-hmm. I like the song. It's a good way to end out the little seven song EP, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I I liked it a lot. I overall, I really enjoyed the experience of it. Uh, the only thing I would change about it is not having so many fucking singles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it does make me more interested for part two. Yeah. But yeah, I, like. The only single that would be on part two would be Time To, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that one's grown on me as well, but if it's if it sounds like Time To, then I'm interested to see what it's what it's like. Yeah. Cause, like, I, I'm enjoying the sound they're going with. Um, it's a lot different from the first album, which I love, so, um, you know, I, I liked it overall. I, di- I didn't give it a rating, because I, I, I didn't feel like I could rate the first part and not have the second part. Yeah. Even though I don't know when the fucking second part's coming out. No clue. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they're going on tour with only half an album. Yeah. But. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah they are, aren't they? Um, you know, we'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll drop the fucking second part before they go on tour, which I highly doubt, but we'll see. Oh, and also, uh, they use the, uh, silly <laughs> hot tea, yeah. uh, album art. Um, <laughs> which I think is an interesting choice, uh, but you know, yeah. I like the colors a lot. But mm. it's just a really silly looking picture. It's yeah. just Josh Taylor with half of his head in the water, mm-hmm. but it's like weirdly distorted. Yeah, it has like that water effect too, where things you know yeah. looks different underwater. Yeah, so Josh Taylor changed his name on social media to something else. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think it's like part of like lore, but half alive lore. I guess. Uh, let me see. I'll search up Josh Taylor on Twitter. <laughs> and it's probably going to come up with... Okay, never mind. I'll look up Half Alive, because it's not going to come up. Okay. Following see. 21 people. Oh, wait. Followers, I know. Yeah. Uh, Finn Francis Meyer is what, what he changed his name on Twitter to. Um Okay. Which I, I don't know. People were like theorizing about it on on uh, Reddit. And I kind of read it, but like you better than Reddit. Yeah, Reddit on Reddit. Um, but it, you know, I maybe it's part of a story, but they haven't really like you know came out publicly with anything mm-hmm. story wise. So well, I, I don't know. I, just, I, don't I know. saw that and I was like, who is that? Why am I following them? And I was like, oh, it's Josh Taylor. <laughs> huh. Mm. That's not your name. Um, yeah. But yeah, I liked the album, and I'm excited for part two. But uh, let's hear about your new musical kink, Mike. <laughs> uh, 
Um, actually, it would make more sense if we started here. Okay, <laughs> uh, but I'll transition into it. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a little, uh, a little thing that I noticed recently. Um, but um, I just want to give a little updates to my opinion on the Black Country New Road album that Colin talked about briefly. Um, I genuinely, I mean, I know it's only been a week, but I genuinely do feel like this is a ten for me, uh, and. That's pretty cool because I haven't. Mike. Come on, Mike. Put an effect on your voice and say it like I do with, uh, okay. with Silk Sonic. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, let's see. Let's get. Uh, what do I want? That'll work. Mm-hmm. It's a ten. Perfect. I, th- I hope that worked. Uh, we'll, see. we'll see. If not, um, then he just yelled. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a ten now. Um, and our record store near us got. Oh, look at that. It's a uh, magic trick. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> Something hiding behind pretty odd. I know. Uh, yeah, they got uh, the vinyl on vinyl. <laughs> um, show them yeah, that. the blue. I will. I will. Uh, yeah, it's a really pretty one. We went in there and they literally got like an hour beforehand. It wasn't even on display yet. I think they and said it was like 10 minutes. Oh, did they really? It was like 20 minutes. They were, yeah. They were like, yeah, we just got this. We like got really lucky, ago. but fucking look at that it shit. It's gorgeous, baby. It so gorgeous. Uh, Might not come off as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Here, maybe I can shine a flashlight like, through it. Oh, no, look, I can see it on the camera a little bit, but yeah, that shit is so fucking pretty. Um, and it's become one of my favorite vinyls now, but I'm very happy I got it because uh, I was looking if I wasn't going to get it on... Um, from our record store, uh, I was thinking about getting it, you know, myself online, but they were all shipping from the UK, uh, so it was the price of this, which was like thirty-five bucks plus like seventeen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, maybe not. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I fucking love that. Um, you, don't to, you don't have to cover it up. Uh, well, we'll get into pretty odd. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's quickly becoming like one of my favorite albums just period wow. uh i i really really like this shit um but yeah i would probably give it a 10 and uh <laughs> the thing colin was talking about here is i have a little thing called my new musical kink yeah. uh <laughs> it's just something i realized recently with this album um i i'm really loving uh when a track does like a double drop like where it like it feels like it kind of like did the explosion and then just it just explodes again and does mm-hmm. like even more of the explosion. Uh, I I really loved it on there's a Radiohead song called Exit Music for a Film where that kind of happens like it's very serene and then just like there's like a bass drop and drums that sound really great and then like a few bars down just like this chorus comes in and like everything like opens up it sounds amazing. Um, but then what made me realize that I love this effect just in general is on the final song on their basketball shoes a similar thing kind of happens uh we're in the very ending um it's in the in my in my bed sheets now what that part um like it kind of explodes there's like some electric guitar and stuff i think i think some drums come in there too and it sounds great that sounds like it that's the build-up and then just all of a sudden just like this like uh, addicting bass just like comes out even though like what's making it if it's an actual bass or piano or what or a combination but just like fills the speakers and then you there's all the background vocals going uh, uh, or whatever and like that second explosion is just like the highlight of the album for me honestly (laughs) it sounds so fucking good and is one of my favorite moments just like i've had with music uh, recently but 
I don't know. I just, I, I really love them double explosions. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that that song is about an explosion in its own right. So. It's true. Uh, <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> um, That's why the bed sheets are wet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I like that as well. I, I didn't yeah. even think about that. It's a cool effect that people use. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I can't think of any other songs that do it at the moment. I'm sure there's other ones I know, but I, I don't know. That, that kind of shit's so fucking cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Yeah. New kink for you. New, new kink for me, you know? <laughs> uh, and speaking <laughs> of kink... Panic at the Disco. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish that one. Out. Yeah. I didn't know where you were going to go with that. <laughs> me neither. Um, right. I, I was thinking in my head, like, maybe connecting to, like, Kinky Boots that Brendan was a part of for a little bit. But I I'm guess. like, oh, that's a weird reference that yeah. not many would get. Panic at the Disco. Um, I mean, before analysis. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. Uh, there was some a little bit of music news. Yeah. But uh, there was, like, Kanye was, uh, mm. he was... Um, you know, I, we're done with the divorce talk from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, that messy stuff that was uncomfy. At least for now. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> he was refusing to headline Coachella if Billy didn't apologize to Travis for uh, dissing him on stage, which she did not do. Mm-hmm. Uh, she started her Happier Than Ever tour recently, and uh, she was trying to help people in the crowd, which she's always done. Which most uh, artists yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was like, yeah, she's like, stop the show. She's like, help them. Um, and, you know, Travis took, I guess Travis took that as an insult to him for the World stuff. And after Kanye posted that, she was, Billy said, didn't diss Travis, I was just helping a fan. Yeah. Uh, Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> You just you're scared of women and music. I think. Uh, yeah, um, his name keeps getting brought up on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll see in a couple weeks. Or That's true. If uh, yeah, we'll see on two twenty two twenty two if, yeah. if uh, Donda two drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, at the at the record store also Donda two or Donda mm-hmm. first Donda came out on CD. Yeah, so I saw that and I was like, oh, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. But yeah, that was stupid. Um, yeah, no, that was. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a funny tweet that was like, because all the news publications were talking about it, and uh, I saw a tweet that was like, man, because everyone was using Kanye West instead of Ye, mm-hmm. and so they because he changed his name to Ye, right. and uh, <laughs> people were like, wow, uh, they got all the publications using his dead name, huh? Jesus. <laughs> 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 um, but. That's yeah. weird though, because on Spotify he's still Kanye West. Is he? I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he is. Yeah. Let's see. Kanye West. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't how know. does Easy have 29 million streams? That's no idea. Bad, bad song. Um. But yeah. That was, I, thought, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was really stupid. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? Fuck Travis Scott. We've said it before. <laughs> we'll say it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Travis Scott. Yep. Uh, also. The uh, baby and his crew beat up some dude in a bowling alley. Oh, uh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I saw something about that, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, it makes sense." Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck he the baby. He was probably good. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, fuck the baby. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
All right. Panic of the Disco. Panic of the Disco. <laughs> so to be... another questionable person. Oh, yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that, that brings up a good point. Um, we aren't as familiar with whatever the stuff is going on with Brendan or any, you know, past crewmates or bandmates or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, like, I have no fucking clue what's going on with that. I've seen some stuff that's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... I don't know. There's a couple instances of Brendan Urie saying the N-word on stream, mm. and it's like, Brendan. <laughs> Come on, Brendan. <laughs> You're the whitest man alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I looked on, into some stuff, and I couldn't, I, I didn't really, I didn't really find anything, because it's yeah. kind of old news. It's old news, and also a lot of it is accusations with yeah. little proof, which not saying, you know, they're lying, but just saying, no. like, it's hard to judge someone based off of another person's yeah. word purely and also um, he's like kind of disappeared off the face of the planet right since last year a couple of years ago so yeah and uh yeah i don't know i just wanted to i that, i i think that's just something we should address off the bat just this isn't a review of the person it's a review of the music mostly yeah, yeah, um yeah. Uh, with just some context of you know people coming and going and <laughs> I, I added that into my stuff mm-hmm. but this is about the music not as much about the the person and you know whatever yeah. but yeah yeah and just like a little preamble this is a band that i really loved for a long time mm-hmm. um they have uh, all, most of these albums are like still really close to me in my mm-hmm. heart and i especially this guy back here yeah we'll get back we'll get into them later um but yeah this is a band that i really enjoyed through high school and you know uh We'll get into it, but they've shrunk on me since. So, mm-hmm. and uh, that's kind of a similar story with me. I think you were probably a little more into them than I was, uh, but I do have a lot of fond memories of this stuff because um, they're one of the band. When I first was starting to like really get into music, uh, them and Twenty One Pilots were kind of like some of the first groups I really like fell in love with uh, completely. Um, and uh, so yeah, yeah, I have a lot of you know memories of this stuff as well. It's not as much as, like, um, surprisingly, I found this really interesting, because, like, some of the AJR stuff I found I was a lot more nostalgic for, uh, for whatever reason. This stuff, like, I do have, like, memories associated with them, but I feel like I can look at it more critically for whatever reason than the AJR things. I don't know. That's interesting. (laughs) It is interesting, but... That's opposite for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh Yeah. Uh, But, all right. Uh, We'll get into their first project, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> I, I have a little countdown, uh, on my, really uh, on each of these albums, uh, where I have how many members are in the band. <laughs> so in 2005, mm. first album, uh, they got four members. 2005. Yeah. They have, uh, they have Brennan Urie on vocals and I think guitar as well. They have Ryan Ross on guitar and background vocals. Ryan Ross is also part of the writing i believe on this album but he becomes a lot more on the next one i know he's great um i think they got john walker on bass and then spencer smith on drums uh yeah they're 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 a real band of uh young 17 18 year olds really young yeah really young uh 2005 damn i can't believe this album came out when we were fucking four years old (laughs) yeah it's very true that's nuts yeah uh i mean but black parade came out when we were five so Mm -hmm. uh still weird um but yeah uh you know it's not it's not terrible <laughs> there's mm-hmm. just questionable uh, stuff done yeah. with like how they 
There's a lot of weird electronic stuff in here that I didn't love. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should... Sorry, sorry, not to interrupt you, but we should probably also preface, this one has, like, a punk rock sound to yeah, it. Yeah. They kind of have a different sound for at least these first few albums. Um, this one's very punk rockish. Mm-hmm. So electronics in punk rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, like, auto-tune on Brendan's voice. And mm-hmm. There's some weird uh, electronic breakdowns at the end of a couple songs towards the beginning. The second half of this album doesn't do it as much, but the first half is, like, very, like, electronic. And it's, like, weird. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird, yeah. It's, it's very strange. Uh, but, you know, I didn't hate it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I went into this, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Not not my favorite, but we'll get through it. And they ended up kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. There's definitely songs on here that I like a lot. And, it, I mean, it, it's, it, has, it didn't live up to the next few albums, but it, it um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> those weird electronic breakdowns on the first half. The auto tune. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it was just ellipses. The auto tune. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you don't need to put auto tune on his voice. I guess it was yeah. up the time. A, a sort like, of. Kind of. Uh, kind of. Kind of not. Because I feel like a lot of the like really like intentional auto tune stuff came after Kanye's 808s. That was very influential for that sound. Yeah. I, I mean, which I, was like 2008. So I, I guess that Panic of the Disco just revolutionized auto tune. I guess so. They they heard some early T Pain. They're like. Let's throw that into our punk rock album. <laughs> Let's steal that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it tries to be edgy, and uh, but it's 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 uh, what is it? It's very of its time, is what I said. Yeah. It, it 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 tries to hit an aesthetic that I think they would achieve in Vices of Virtues more, just like with okay. the you know like kind of I don't know how to describe it. It's like kind of. Burlesque? I don't know. Like musical esque sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, the way they do it on this one, it's just like it's very, very first album y. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's not great, but I don't hate it. There's a mm-hmm. couple of bops on here. Um, a few. A few. No. Uh, I read since not tragedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I have fond memories of that one because in fifth grade when I was going through my emo phase mm. um and i was getting to my chemical romance and uh other questionable bands that i will not talk about because yeah. those are who <laughs> um but uh since not tragedies was like a was like a staple in that time for me i loved that song and yeah i still love, i still love that song it's very fun the music video is iconic um and yeah uh yeah my overall feelings were i don't hate it I don't love it either. It it tries to have this aesthetic that I don't really think they achieve until Vice's Richie's, like I just said. And um, I feel like, yeah, um, it just didn't get to, you know, that per- that like really good point for me. Uh, mm. Just that electronic stuff, just like, I really didn't vibe with. And uh, yeah, they, they do a lot of good, good electronic stuff in the future, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, it just didn't, didn't you know, hit me. Yeah. So I started doing what Mike does with he, when he like ranks the favorites and least favorites from how much he loved them and to how much he hated them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my favorites from, my, my most favorite was I Write Sins. Then Build God, then we'll talk, then Kamisado, then Nails for Breakfast, Tax for Snacks. And my mm. least favorites were Time to Dance and Intermission, because 
Your Nails for Breakfast was in your top favorites? Yeah, I like that one. Interesting. That's the one with the auto-tune in it. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about that one that I like. Okay. That was like the only one in the auto-tune, with the auto-tune that I liked, I guess. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> uh, there was plenty more. Mm. Um, I gave it like a 6 to 6.5. You know, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Let's see how much you hate it. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I said, honestly, this debut is a little bit better than I remembered, kind of similar to Colin. Uh, I usually look back at this thing in a pretty negative light, since it's not my typical genre. It's very pop-punk, and filled to the brim with edginess and teenage angst. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, they were all like 17, 18, I think, when this was made. Um, and yeah, while this album is leaning into that sound, uh, or when this album is leaning into that sound, that's when it's kind of the worst for me. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that. However, they do something different here that they haven't really revisited too much on future releases. They play a lot with switch-ups. Uh, there's a lot of just, like, switch-ups that you don't expect, like, at all that happen in here. And some are better, some are worse. Um, songs will be pop-punk, but then suddenly turn electronic or into, like, a string quartet on one song as well. Uh, it's very all over the place, which admittedly can be messy, uh, but it does keep things interesting, <laughs> and it, pre it prevents me from outright disliking a lot of these songs, because uh, sometimes there are really cool moments in them with that. Um, but it also leads me to half-like a lot of these songs. Uh, yeah. I think the second half of this album is a lot more enjoyable, with the punk sound being the most interesting, uh, along with more interesting instrumental palettes in general. Um Another thing that needs to be mentioned is Brendan's vocals. Uh, <laughs> they're noticeably amateurish and a bit harsh at points. <laughs> um, thankfully, this is the only project where they do sound like this, uh, have that harshness to them. So he obviously worked on them after this project. Yeah. Um, but all in all, this album does some really cool things, but it is messy as an overall experience. Also, fuck these song titles. Yeah, um, I forgot to mention that. Literally, all these song titles are so <laughs> fucking long. I think the longest one here is the only difference between Marty Dom and Suicide is Major press Dom. coverage. Oh, no, no, no. That's not the longest oh, one. Oh, no, no. The longest one is, there's a good reason these tables are numbered, honey. You just haven't thought of it yet. None of these like words even appear in the fucking song. No. <laughs> like, they're just long for the sake of being long. Yeah. I don't. They were going for some weird aesthetic. Like, yeah. Uh, they're trying to be different. I think, um, like, early Fall Out Boy did that as well, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> it makes it hard for me to remember what fucking song is what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Um, but, yeah, my favorite ones on here is But It's Better If You Do, oh, I Write Sins Not True. Actually, But It's Better If You Do, that's one that really surprised me. Like, I actually really liked that song. Yeah. Uh, it was my favorite one. Uh, I Write Sins Not Tragedies, Classic Bop, Build God Then We'll Talk, Lying Is The Most Fun, A Girl Can Have Without Taking Her Clothes Off, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And then I constantly thank God for Esteban, I also kind of enjoyed. Uh, my least favorite was Nails for Breakfast, Tax for Snacks. I really do not like the autotune on that one. Uh, Kamisato, uh, once again, I don't remember what Kamisato or Time to Dance really <laughs> sound like because yeah. none of those words aren't mentioned in the song. Yeah. But I, did, I wasn't vibing with them. <laughs> time and overall, to, Time to Dance is that weird like electronic dance breakdown. It's like... Boop, 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 boop. And then it goes into the intermission, which is another dance track, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. I, I give it a light six. Like it, It's enjoyable, but it's very messy. Uh, and yeah. 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 <laughs> 
you know, a little bit of a rough start, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah. And uh, I think they left for a few years or a couple years. Yeah, yeah. They uh, left for a few years um, after having, you know, I Write Sins was a huge hit at the time. Uh, it was their biggest hit, I think, until This Is Gospel. Oh, man. I'm not even sure if that surpassed it. It might have even been until High Hopes, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, that, that was a big one. Uh, but, yeah, now we move on to Pretty Odd, 2008. Uh, welcome to the sound of Pretty Odd. It's, yeah, we have four members still, uh, the same four as before. Um, I'm sure that will keep up and stay <laughs> that way. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Drugs are bad, kids. <laughs> Unless you're going to make Pretty Odd. <laughs> uh, they were very much on drugs uh, for this album. Um, I can make an exception for drugs because this album was made. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the musical and lyrical influence of Ryan Ross is very obvious here, uh, as this is his last project with the group, and none of their other output sounds anything like this, yeah. except a couple moments on Vices and Virtues, which have been confirmed, like, were made during this era. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, it, it, it's a really unique project in their output, uh, and I think Ryan Ross plays a heavy role in a lot of the sounds and a lot of the lyrics, and he does a lot of, he has, like, main vocals on a few of the tracks here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it pulls from, like, Beatles Baroque-style pop rock uh, with, like, similar musical maturity that makes that sound so appealing to me in general, yeah. from, like, unique chord progressions to odd time signatures to like the really odd lyricism but like that's also kind of relatable and mm -hmm. definitely fits the tracks that it's in it's got everything uh this album made me fall in love with this kind of warm musical-esque sound uh that has made me love similar style albums such as okay human from last year or honestly i think it even helps me enjoy a lot of like the new black country new road record because mm -hmm. it has a lot of those like you know sort of baroque style really upbeat bright sounds um and I, I really, I think a lot of my enjoyment of this record does kind of stem back to my love for this Pretty Odd album. Mm -hmm. um, I just love how it all sounds like an actual band collaborating to make something unique. Uh, also, the balls it takes to release this after a successful pop-punk debut <laughs> yeah. is honestly really insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I kind of wish the band wouldn't... Sorry, that, that's supposed to say, I kind of wish the band would pull another fast one on us, because, spoiler alert, they could probably use one nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, Pretty Odd has such a unique feeling that I find so hard to describe in general, but it really is a perfect project to me, honestly, yeah. despite what others may see as flaws. Uh, it's just a beautiful experience that instantly puts me in a good mood, and I love every track to some extent. Mm -hmm. um, and my favorites, I, I, I don't have any least favorites, uh, so... I just kind of, and this isn't in order of my favorites, just because there's so many, and I, yeah. I don't know how to. Though it's just these are like the highlights for me. I would say Nine in the Afternoon, That Green Gentleman, Northern Downpour, When the Day Met the Night, Paste Cheval, uh, Behind the Sea, and Mad as Rabbits are all fantastic tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, completely agree with everything you said. Uh... Oh, sorry. Uh, I would give this a 10 out of 10. A yeah. light 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my first note was like, ah, they're magnum opus. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much personality, and I love everything about it. Mm -hmm. it. It's the singing and the classic folky feel. It's all It's all just fun. So good. So mm -hmm. fucking good. And, uh, you know, this is the best Panic album. Mm -hmm. The ability for them to have put this out 
after the first one, like Mike said, is actually super surprising as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but I'm glad they had the switch up. It, it really did something for them that, like Mike said, again, uh, they could really use nowadays. Um, mm. But it's just, it's so fucking good. It's Beatles-inspired, but, like, not overtly mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, this is just trying to be the Beatles. But it's mm-hmm. like, this is Panic's, like, Sgt. Pepper's. It's druggy. It's it's fantastical. It's it's great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I love it so much. And it's... I don't have anything bad to say about it because there's nothing bad to say about it. I know this is pe- people don't love this album as much as we both do, but mm, it's kind of divisive. Uh, yeah, for people who really like the band. Yeah, but it's just uh, Ryan, Ron- Ryan Ross was is a real talent, and mm-hmm. I'm sad that he left after this one. But mm-hmm. uh, really, 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 really good album, and I highly recommend this to anybody who kind of likes the Beatles, kind of likes Sgt. Pepper's. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's interesting. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, my favorites were everything, and my mm. least favorites were none, and I gave it a 10. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really great uh, album. It's very different than the rest of their output, uh, just kind of like the first record as well. But it's it's there's a lot of classics on here. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of feel-good songs, and there, there's some sad ones in there too. But Yeah. Yeah. This, one, this one's always been on my, on my little inner music track going on Uh, yeah absolutely it's always like i can listen to that right there's never a time where it's like yeah fuck that album yeah (laughs) i don't feel like pretty odd yeah (laughs) yeah no i I agree with that yeah Yeah. uh so license virtues yeah um so little context before you get in this is 2011 so it's another three-year gap Mm -hmm. um and uh uh-oh we're at two members what (laughs) happened (laughs) we split in half i think what happened uh if i remember correctly is that Ryan Ross and um, John Walker, who was on bass, kind of wanted to continue with this sort of sound, with mm. the pretty odd sound. They wanted to keep going with, you know, I guess more classical sounding stuff. But, uh, you know, Brendan and Spencer were like, nah, man, rock, uh, <laughs> rock and pop. Uh, and the band split. <laughs> and uh, I guess Brendan and Spencer got to keep, you know, got to keep the band or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so now we move on to another era yeah. <laughs> with two members. And uh, this one really surprised me on this listen. I, you know, I, I knew I liked this album a lot, but I didn't realize how much I liked it. It's, it's a, it's banger after banger on this on this guy. Uh, it's it's got sort of the feel of Pretty Odd, but not to like the extent to where it was. Um, and like Mike said, there's definitely a couple of Ryan Ross songs on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's it's another banger album. I like the aesthetic a lot. I think it it does what I think what um I feel like they were trying to do with a fever, way better, and it does it throughout. Um, you know, it it doesn't really stray away from it all too much, and every song kind of leads into the next, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. I love when there's good transitions on albums. It's like that's my musical kink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, it's just bop after bop. Uh, it gives me I don't know how vibes for some of it, which is kind of funny considering yeah. that uh, Dallin wasn't on until the next one. Yeah. Um, but uh, you yeah. know, I, I I really genuinely enjoy this album a lot, and uh, yeah, I love this album. I didn't realize just how much I did until this listen. It's fun. It's emotion. It's emotional. Uh, Brendan sounds great. It's just really damn good. 
Mm-hmm. Also, they're so good at last songs on an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, my favorites were uh, Sarah Smiles, Nearly Witches, The Calendar, Trade Mistakes, and Let's Kill the Night. Um, I, I didn't have any least favorites, but I said that Ballad of Molly says kind of shrunk on me over the years. I still mm. like it, but uh, I don't know. There's something about it. I, I think I listened to it too much. Yeah, uh, I could see that. And it just, I don't know, it doesn't have that same feel to me as the rest of the album does for some reason. Uh, but I give it like a 9 to a 9.5. I love this album a lot. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, shit on my opinion. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to shit on it, but I definitely feel a little bit less strongly than you do. Um, I, yeah, I said Vices and Virtues is interesting to me. Uh, it has a different sound than the previous two with uh, more of its emphasis on like a pop rock sound. Uh, but it kind of sets the stage for what the rest of their albums will sound like from here on out mm-hmm. uh, with more like subtle variations between them. Um, it's also the first record that has Brendan's vocals shining more prominently. Uh, another thing that will gradually become more common in their sound. Um, but as for the music itself, to me it's either really good or just kind of mediocre, uh, personally. There's a couple songs that bridge that gap, but on such a short record, the mediocrity really sticks out. Uh, that, that's another thing. From here, all the records are like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the I know Pretty Odd is like 50, I think, and I think I don't remember how long a fever is, but it's like 40-ish. I want to yeah. say yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, the mediocrity really sticks out because it's so short. Uh, for instance, the trifecta of memories, trade mistakes, and the calendars are three songs that I like elements of individually, but they are all super similar, in my opinion. Uh, they're, they're very similar in sound and structure to the point where they kind of make this short album feel like it's dragging its feet a little bit. Uh, I would have much rather seen one of these songs, memories preferably, like just have one of them, uh, and then had a couple of the amazing bonus tracks on this record uh, in place of the others. Uh, this There's like six bonus tracks, and all of them are pretty good, and some of them are really good, mm-hmm. like Bittersweet or Kaleidoscope Eyes. I would have loved to see those on the record. Uh, there's also the song Ready to Go. Um, I feel like this song was kind of the start of the appeal to the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was written for it, but it was heavily attached to the movie The Smurfs when it came out. What? Mm-hmm. It, it was in like the end <laughs> credits and stuff. Uh, okay. And to me, that's kind of pretty apparent, especially in the chorus. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the start of leaning into that sound. Uh, and but I, all that being said, there's a lot of really great moments on here. I would say that always Sarah smiles and let's kill tonight are some of the best songs in their discography. Me personally, I, I love all of those. They feel so unique to the genre bending sounds that Panic always go for, and they breathe so much life and character into this otherwise kind of samey track list. Mm-hmm. Um, but in summation, <laughs> uh, this record leaves me with a lot to be desired, but what it delivers isn't necessarily bad. Um, my favorite ones on here are Sarah Smiles, Let's Kill Tonight, Always, Nearly Witches is great too. Uh, Memories I do like quite a bit, even if it does sound a lot like The Calendar and Trade Mistakes. And The Battle of Mona Lisa I also like. And my least favorites are Ready to Go and Trade Mistakes. Uh, and overall I give it like a light 7. Like I, I enjoy it, but yeah, it, it does kind of feel a little draggy to me i can understand it yeah I, I haven't listened to the bonus tracks yet and mm-hmm. i need to do that but um yeah I, I understand it i don't know there's something about this album that i just really really like yeah no kind of clicked with me completely fair so, yeah. yeah um i don't have to agree on everything yeah it's fine it's yeah. fine yeah i just think it's fucking awful <laughs> light seven more like a light one <laughs> yeah you know what give rid of that he's wearing the red flannel yep <laughs> this is not good Panthony um, at the disco tano here. <laughs> Panthony at the disco. 
Disc Tano. At the Disco Tano. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony at the at the Disc Tano here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. In the into oh. their Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. Era. Yeah. Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. Twenty thirteen. You got two years between this. Um, Hey, look, the members went up one. Uh, <laughs> not only do we have Brendan Urie on vocals and uh, I think a lot of instruments at this point, uh, Spencer Smith on drums, but then we get Dallin Weeks, uh, who we have mentioned before in the band, I don't know how, but they found me. Um, he would go on to do that project, but uh, I think he started becoming a touring member on Vices and Virtues, and then he was brought in as a main member for this album. Um, and it's really great. You can hear a lot of his influence on like the melodies and... Yeah. The background vocals you can hear him on too. He sounds great, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, I said too weird has a special place in my heart. Honestly, uh, when I originally started getting into the band, this was pretty much the only record I listened to from them. Um, so there is a lot of nostalgia weaved into my opinions on these tracks. Uh, but I do like the darker electronic pop that they go for on this record. Um, like Ryan Ross, I'm pretty odd. You can really hear the influences of Dallin Weeks on these tracks. Uh, this being his only album he was an official member for. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, from the melodies to the slightly processed vocals to the roles of the synths to the background vocals, his flares are all throughout here and they sound great with the panic sound. Um, I think this record is at its best when it has that slightly darker edge to it. Nicotine and Casual Affair are two of my favorite panic songs ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Far Too Young to Die and Miss Jackson are other great tracks that are also in this like darker synth pop vein. Mm-hmm. Um However, this record, or this record, oh, this record is when things really turn mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, to its defense, I don't mind a lot of the tracks that do take that turn. Um, but for some negatives, "Girl That You Love" is probably the most boring song on any of their records, yeah. <laughs> even if I like some of the sound palette. Uh, "Colorful" isn't bad, I guess, but it kind of feels out of place to me. Uh, it kind of. I don't know, it, it sounds like some of the stuff I didn't like as much on Vices and Virtues bleeding over into this record, and it's just kind of a weird contrast, in my opinion. Um, and while the end of all things is beautiful and has a really nice backstory to it, I believe it's like his wedding vows to uh, his wife, uh, those are the lyrics, I do think it's a little bit anticlimactic and lacks a little bit of a last umph to make the track notable, in my opinion. Uh, it kind of... I, I, it's really beautiful, but it, it feels like it needs just a little more towards the end of it or something. Um, but all in all, this is a really solid record from the group and one of my favorites from them. Um, my favorite ones are Casual Affair, Nicotine, Far Too Young to Die, Miss Jackson, This is Gospel, and Vegas Lights. Uh, and my least favorites are Girl That You Love, Colorful, and The End of All Things is Here Only Because I Think It's a Little Anticlimactic. But overall, I'll give the whole album like a decent eight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I I feel pretty much the same. It's super solid. Uh, it just I don't think it's as, as good as the last couple, and that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's still lots of bangers here, and the addition of the electronic elements coming back, uh, but done correctly, is mm-hmm. a welcome is is a welcome change. Yeah. Uh, Dallin is fantastic and he I'm, I'm i wish that i don't know how got more recognition because yeah he is truly talented and he brought a lot to this album yeah um, absolutely he just goes off on these bass lines too like there's that's true i think he does bass for yeah the album. I forgot. there are, are so many good bass lines on here that i didn't realize were there until i, I did this listen through because mm-hmm. like i don't know there's some that i could i, I can feel like oh, that's kind of like you know i, I listened to um 
you know, the Daft Punk record a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. there's a couple bass lines that are kind of like, oh, this is kind of like fun and dance poppy to bass line in here. It's just like, yeah. You just walk in that bass along this track, and it's, yeah. Dallin's fantastic. And mm-hmm. I, if he had stayed with the band, I feel like they would have done a lot better. They'd probably be a little different right now. Yeah. Probably for the better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but overall, I really like this album. Uh, and it, it also has a special place in my heart. Um, I, I I love a lot about this album uh, and the, uh, the personality and the cool... Uh, yeah, I like the personality. I like the cool aesthetics. Um, it, it's... Yeah, I really love it. And... They're still at a high point with this one. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I love this one a lot. Um, so my favorites, uh, my most favorite is uh, The End of All Things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I've, always had, I've always had a love for the song. I love, I love the, um, how low it sounds. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's got a nice story to it. And, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Yeah. It's fine you don't, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I do like it. I just it <laughs> why is it on your worst, then? It needs, I, there's a parenthesis, a little uh, anti <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, but, it, it, I mean, if the end of all things wasn't there, uh, Nicotine is also my favorite here. Uh, Casual Fair, Miss Jackson, this is Gospel. Uh, and then my least favorite was Girl That You Love. I'd probably put Colorful on my least favorite, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it... It's just kind of boring. It's just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I gave it a decent eight as well. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I like this one a lot. And on to uh, Death right. of a Bachelor. Yeah. Three years later, I think. Yes. Three years later, uh, we get Death of a Bachelor. Uh-oh. One member. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, I'm Oops, not... all Brendan. <laughs> Oops, all Brendans. Yeah. So, Spencer Smith left the band, I think because he was having some really big troubles with uh, alcoholism, I believe is what happened. Yeah, I think so. Um, and he left the band to help, you know, focus on that. And I think he has gotten better. If I remember hearing something about that, which is good. Um, I don't exactly know why Dallin left, probably just to pursue other things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, now we are left with Brendan. Uh, and Was he not touring with them after this? I, feel, I thought he was. He, he may have still been a touring member, yeah, but he wasn't on, like, writing for yeah, the album no. he, he wasn't like a member for making of the album i don't know why but they didn't find him yeah. um yeah <laughs> but yeah now we are left with just brendan yeah. um tell us about that colin uh yeah okay so yeah my first note was ah the end of panic of the disco and the beginning of brendan at the yuri um (laughs) (laughs) uh this one's definitely shrunk on me over the years uh when it first came out i really loved it i loved all the songs on it but over the years it's just kind of been kind of it's just kind of been the precursor to pray for the wicked which we'll get into but i really don't like um (laughs) and you know it, it still has some fun stuff on it but it just i don't know there's not much to love about it um it, it's the aesthetic he was going for on the album gets lost in the shuffle, and yeah. you know it, it, it starts off as like it, well, you know Death of a Bachelor the single gave us like a oh this could be like a crooner uh, like he's like a fifties crooner with like the like a jazzy influence but mm-hmm. just kind of disappears <laughs> and yeah. it's just it's kind of sad because like that's a fun aesthetic he could have played with but, oh for sure and especially with his voice he's got a great voice mm-hmm. but um, this is kind of that era where he starts to lean heavily on look how high i can go 
Mm-hmm. Look at me. Look at it. Uh, my voice is cool. Yeah. Um, my rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody is on the Suicide Squad track list. Um, yep. That was 2016, wasn't <laughs> yep. it? Damn. I didn't even realize that was like the same era. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't like it as much as I did. Uh, there's plenty of stuff I do like. I enjoy the the jazzy crooner stuff that he does do on there, but mm. it just kind of gets lost, and I don't yeah. love it. Um, there's just a ton of kind of boring electronic stuff, and it just gets kind of sleepy. I I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's just boring. Um, but, you know, I still I still like a few tracks off here. Uh, my favorite is Impossible Year. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, that one was a big uh, track for me at the end of 2020. Uh, <laughs> it, at the end of 2020? Yeah. Damn. Uh, just because it was, I kind of, you know, felt it. <laughs> yeah, that one also worked really well at the end of 2016 itself. Because 2016 had a lot of, like, celebrity deaths. Yeah. And then also someone was elected to office. And there was a lot of there was a lot of negative stuff that happened that year, yeah. I remember. So it, yeah. I remember that one worked well when it came out yeah, it was a rough year yeah um but i really like la, LA devotee mm-hmm. uh the video is <laughs> doesn't fit the song at all <laughs> yeah uh it has noah schnapp from uh, uh stranger, stranger things. things and it's like this culty kind of thing and it's like i don't get it yeah um, but <laughs> the song's very fun mm-hmm. uh i like golden days a lot and i do have death of, ba- death of bachelor in my favorites but i don't know the part at the end where it goes into that weird electronic breakdown just <laughs> um, and my least favorites are uh, Victorious. I liked it a lot when it came out, but I don't know. It's just kind of annoying. <laughs> it's, it's very, it, I don't know, like the ah, 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 ah. It's just yeah. it, uh, fucking boring. Uh, <laughs> annoying. Uh, crazy equals genius. I, li- I like it, but it's just, uh, it's shrunk on me over the years. And don't threaten me with a good time. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, give it, I give it like a late six. But Damn. Yeah, Death of a Bachelor. <laughs> this is, yeah, we kind of have similar opinions, but different places where we apply those opinions. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, I said, okay, all right, we've had pop punk, we've had Baroque pop, we've had pop rock, we've had electronic pop, and for Panic's next phase, we get pop uh <laughs> uh yeah as soon as the band became the brendan show uh we pretty much dropped all other labels that made the records unique from one another uh granted i would maybe call this one alternative pop because it doesn't necessarily sound like everything on the radio however all these songs had the potential to make it onto the radio if you ask me had they gotten popular enough mm-hmm. um as for my opinion, I like this one a little less than I thought I did. Uh, while I definitely had a lot, of, uh, have a lot of nostalgia for these tracks, as it was one of the first album rollouts I was actually a part of. Um, but I find the super clean production works a lot against a lot of these songs. Uh, like it's very polished and very cleanly produced. Yeah. And most notably was Emperor's New Clothes, which I remembered being one of my favorite tracks because of how much darker it was compared to the others. Mm-hmm. But upon re-listen, uh, this thing lacks any edge as the drums and the bass are so light. They feel, but they feel like they should be like super punchy. It is like, yeah. it is like so like. I don't know. I, I like really. I, I don't know how I thought the song was dark at one point. <laughs> but like, Probably just the video. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was the video that did it. But um, yeah. The Brendan show also really shows in a lot of these tracks. With as Colin was saying, uh, Brendan starts to abuse these the ends of these songs with his super high voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just every song feels like it's leading up to just you know him hitting the highest note he can. 
and while they are... Wait. What? Oh. I, I think I'm just saying, like, while he can do that and while he's good at doing that, yeah. him doing it on a majority of the tracks here takes away from that effect and just kind of makes it annoying. Yeah. Uh, and this may be a weird nitpick, but I found a lot of these choruses to be, like, super rushed and unfulfilling. Mm -hmm. Like, it really felt like they found, like, one thing super catchy and then just kind of threw something together to figure out the rest of the eight bars of the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like, a lot of these choruses just felt really awkward at points. Um However, I still like a lot of tracks on here. <laughs> I've seen some hate for Death of a Bachelor recently. <laughs> I kind of personally like it as like a modern take on like a Sinatra ballad. Yeah. Uh, it's catchy. To me, it feels fully realized. I actually do like that electronic breakdown. I, I don't know. I, I think it sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I just, I find that like a weird little introduction, or like interruption from like... I could see that. Going. And she's like, <laughs> and it's just like, I just like the rhythm, honestly. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also don't really mind the show off vocals on this one because I think they do sound kind of good mm -hmm. with, you know, the Sinatra esque thing to it. Um, House of Memories is a fantastic track uh, with some of the most unique character on the album. Uh, I fucking love the bridge on this song and the little subtle tempo changes that happen towards the end are like really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. um, and Elo Devotee is still an all around fun track for me. And Impossible Year is a really great closer with some of my favorite vocals on the record. Uh, there's moments that are good, but a lot of it comes across as average and lacking the character and heart of their previous styles. Uh, my favorite ones were Death of a Bachelor, <laughs> uh, House of Memories, uh, L.A. Devotee, Impossible Year, and I actually do kind of like Victorious. I like the, I, I think the guitars sound pretty good on it, yeah. uh, but I, I definitely see where you're coming from with you know that. My least favorite is Golden Days. I don't <laughs> I, know. I uh, the, the Good, the Bad, and the Dirty just kind of does nothing to me. Hallelujah was really coming across as, like annoying to me this time around, too. Yeah, um, yeah I skipped it. Yeah, I, I, I was just like, like... Halfway through, mm, I was like, this is boring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I gave it like a decent six out of ten as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's Death of a Bachelor. Um, mm -hmm. That was my first CD. It was like my second one. Yeah, so, it was really early on for me too. Yeah, I like like Mike said, this is like the first album that he was a part of. It was pretty much the one I was the first one I was a part of too. Mm -hmm. but like, and I was super excited for it. And like I said, I really loved it when it first came out, but. Um, yeah, and with this being one of my first album rollouts, too, it's also kind of something that I've noticed that I don't like about a lot of things is when a lot of singles are released beforehand as well. Yeah. Colin and I were going over it. There's 11 tracks on this album, and six were released as singles beforehand, uh, which kind of does remind me a little bit of the Half Alive album that just came out. <laughs> but um, I... That, that I, this record cemented in me early on like I don't know if I'm a fan of that I kind of like not knowing what I'm yeah. getting into uh, just like little snippets of uh, like like, yeah. I, like 21 Pilots for Trench they did Jumpsuit Levitate Nico and My Blood and that's that's like mm. a long enough track list where you can release four singles and it, it doesn't yeah, take like, anything away from it like 14 songs or something like yeah. that on there yeah um, but like when you have 11 songs and you release more than half of them yeah what what are you doing? Me personally, I like three tracks released, maybe four if it's a longer track list. Yeah. Uh, but anything after that, it's like uh, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with yeah. that. But uh, on to their most recent or his most recent album, <laughs> "Pray for the Wicked." Pray for the Wicked, Woo! 2018. Um, 
Mm. Still got one member. Uh, it's the same one. Yep. <sighs> okay, so a unique realization came to me on this listen through. A lot of these songs actually sound pretty good, in my opinion. Like, the instrumentals uh, are kind of nice. There, there's a lot of beautiful string sections on here. And, like, there's kind of some cool synth, drum, and bass stuff that's going on, too, for the verses. Uh, the second the choruses start, we get a different story. Let's start with the elephant in the room. Hi, hopes. You all heard it. Yeah. Um, in theory, <laughs> I don't hate the song, but with the amount of times I've heard those horns, <laughs> it takes a few hours off my lifespan whenever they grace my ears. <laughs> um, but I do actually kind of like the sound of the verses, and especially the pre-chorus. I was talking about with you, uh, and we were like at a piano for a little bit yesterday. I actually do like the mama said, don't give up. I actually... I think that part yeah. sounds kind of nice. And, like, the chord progression there is cool. The strings are cool. And then it drops into the chorus. Uh, but it's kind of a similar story with Hey, Look, My, I Made It. I actually really do like that, like, uh, little synth that's like... Yeah. Like, it sounds cool. But it's just... Uh, they, they reach these overblown, painfully great value choruses <laughs> <laughs> that diminish everything beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> However, I must mention that the lyrics here are the most obviously bad on any of their records mm -hmm. as well. Uh, they're quite cringy for the majority. <laughs> it's very braggy. It is braggy, yeah. yeah he's but like, look how high I got. I make all these great songs. Right, but also it, it feels like it's just, I don't know, things like, uh, what, what does he say? Um, there's something he says in uh, 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 Dancing's Not a Crime. It's like it just feels like it's appealing to younger audiences and stuff. It felt like I don't know. It just feels like their lyrics are completely dumbed down mm. by this point. Oh, don't but, throwing shade. Yeah, he says like, oh. Oh, yeah, don't be throwing shade now. And it's oh, like, oh, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> which one's which song is it where he says that uh, the music industry's a pimp? That's Hey Look Mom made it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and. Yeah, his pimps a record. Or no, he says he's a hooker selling songs oh, and uh, his pimps a record, record label. label. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Uh, they're quite cringy for the majority of the project <laughs> and are better off if you just tune them out. Um, <laughs> there's also the song Old Fashioned, which not only has conflicting chord tones in the verses that are so distracting and sound so bad to me, but also a chorus where Brendan's voice just sounds so fucking processed that it's the first time I've ever noticed such an effect and how unnatural it sounds when something is overproduced and overprocessed. Yeah. Um, there's honestly only two songs I thoroughly enjoy here and a handful of others I think are decent but have something preventing me from liking them yeah. and the most songs I genuinely have trouble listening to on any of their records yeah. Um, so yeah my favorite ones on here are Say Amen Saturday Night which honestly is a great track yeah. fantastic music video as well oh, yeah. um, King of the Clouds is also a really fun one apparently he just kind of wrote that in like an hour while he was high and like yeah, the lyrics mean nothing, but I actually really do like the instrumental on here, and I think he rides it pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Fuck a Silver Lining, pretty good. Uh, the Overpass, pretty good. One of the Drunks, eh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> and then the switch up, I like the switch up on Roaring Twenties, not the whole song. The little like 6 8 switch up yeah. they do, the Roaring Twenties, that's really fucking cool. The rest of it, you know, roll me a joint because I want to go home. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, worst old fashioned, <laughs> hands down for me. Dancing's not a crime sound. I, I've mentioned this to Colin, but uh, it sounds like 
music you'd hear in like Trolls 2. Um, <laughs> that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Uh, high hopes. <laughs> hey, look, my made it. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, I give it like a light five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a very light five. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I feel the same about most of this. Uh, my first note is he's gone full radio bait, folks. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and then my second note was bomb, 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 bomb. And then. That's uh, <laughs> your second note. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I said Roaring Twenties came out when he was in his early 30s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then all these songs are early to mid 2000s and credit songs from yeah, movies. Yeah. Uh, and my last note was meh. Um, <laughs> this one just isn't great. It's mostly radio bait with a few mid-tier panic songs inter- interspliced. It's just kind of boring. Yeah. And that's sad because this band had released such amazing stuff in the past. Uh, I don't have much to say uh, else to say about this album. Mm-hmm. I Like Mike said, a lot of the, sound, the songs sound good, yeah. but the choruses drag them down so fucking much. Yeah. It's just awful man i i i do not like this album um yeah my favorites were the overpass king of the clouds dying in la and say amen and my least favorites uh, while i like some of the stuff that mike mentioned about high hopes it doesn't stop it from being my least favorite on on this fucking it's in my worst one too don't worry (laughs) Uh, but old-fashioned is not far behind it Mm -hmm. fuck that song (laughs) uh and then dancing is not a crime and haylock haylock ma made it Hey, we, our, our worst uh, list kind of matched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I gave it, like, a 4.5 to a 5. Yeah. yeah. Just bad. Yeah. Bad. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Mike started... Uh, didn't you start writing an overall? I did, yeah. For yeah, here, just... Ooh, don't look at that. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have kind of a longer paragraph here. I felt I had a lot to say yeah, in terms of, like, a too. whole retrospect on this. Um yeah so conclusion paragraph there's a lot of things i respect about panic at the disco one thing i've always really appreciated is their usage of strings uh on every single record they have some sort of string presence in there and their character kind of changes alongside the styles of the record which is really cool honestly um and i also like how they incorporate brass in their last few projects even if i don't always like the tracks they're attached to (laughs) high hopes being one of them um but like those acoustic soundscapes are, aren't always something that's seen in pop music and I do love the attention that is brought to them. I, th- I think that's a really cool character that they have. Um, and while the lyrics can often come across as like pretentious with their nature of kind of just using big words for the sake of using big words, <laughs> uh, I also think it kind of gives them a lot of character in that way. Uh, it makes some of their more generic subjects feel a little bit more abstract, which I mean, I guess can be pretentious, but I don't know. I, I kind of enjoy it. Um, I also think Brendan has a great voice when used properly, and he obviously has a knack for writing catchy melodies, but as evidenced by the latest two records, I think he kind of pairs better with others who will influence aspects of the style and general production in a more creative way, like Dallin or Ryan. Um, Honestly, the future of Panic is kind of of in a make-or-break situation for me. Uh, This is the longest they've gone without releasing an album, and with various allegations and Brendan's silence, it's hard to tell when we'll get something again. But when we do, I really hope they pull another fast one like they did between Fever and Pretty Odd, because we need a breath of fresh air. Uh, Prior to their disappearance, there were rumors that Brendan was playing with the group going in a more metal direction, actually. Like, there's like a whole metal version of the song The Calendar that, like, was put online or something. 
um, which would absolutely be interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, but if they, even if they stick with pop, I'd love to see them go somewhere like synth pop. They haven't quite gone into that sound yet. Or honestly, even experiment with something like hyper pop. That could go horribly wrong, but <laughs> it could also be, you know, something that they need. Um, all I know is that my status as a fan is currently up in the air, and another Death of a Bachelor or Pray for the Wicked would probably revoke said status. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, I said, what a fall from grace. They started with an interesting idea, created a perfect album, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, and had a good run for a few albums there. But as the members slowly disappeared and it became Brendan at the Yuri, the, mm-hmm. uh, the music lost its spark. I know that with the recent allegations and criticisms that Yuri has kind of disappeared, but I think that if he were to come back, uh, he could and should put his heart into the next album from this group yeah. um, that I used to love so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I might... I'm in the same boat as Mike. If he releases another Pray for the Wicked, I'm jumping out of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of already on, like, the, the side boats or whatever whatever those are called. Uh, and, like, the second another Pray for the Wicked comes, like, all right, lower us down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like, we're on the Titanic, and yeah. it's either get on, a, get on a lifeboat or go down with the ship. Yeah. And, uh, we're on the Titanic and we're the women and children in the boats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I really hope if he comes back, when he comes back that he puts his heart into the next one. Cause if he doesn't there, it's just going to be boring bullshit. Yeah. Which is kind of what we were getting on prey. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. It, it is kind of a more depressing ending, but yeah. it's where the band is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, album rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Pretty Odd, Vices, Too Weird, Fever, Death of a Bachelor, and then uh, Pray for the Wicked. Mine's generally the same, a little couple changes. Uh, Pretty Odd's my favorite, then Too Weird to Live, then uh, Vices and Virtues, then Death of a Bachelor, then a Fever, and then Pray for the Wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then thinking overall, maybe like a light seven. That, I think that's exactly what I put. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like. They're, they feel very much a light seven to me at the moment. Um, I think that kind of reflects my feelings. If there's another Pray for the Wicked, that will definitely, you know, drop it down to like a six. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. So. It's, it's sad. Yeah. But uh, that's that's our artist analysis on uh, death uh, on, de- on the death of Panic of the Disco. Uh, yeah. on, on Panic of the Disco. <laughs> yeah. Um, hope you enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> and now oh, we're going to get into where we at? We? Ooh. Ooh, it's a long one. We're in a long It's yeah. a long I had a feeling that was going to happen when we started 30 minutes in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you stuck around, thanks for that. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. But uh, we're going to do the song of the week now. Mm-hmm. And it's Mike's turn first this Is week. Is it my turn this week? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is my turn this week. All right. Um, so I think... I was thinking of going with something pretty odd, but honestly, I was just remembering how much I love the song Casual Affair off mm. Too Weird. So that, that I feel like that's one of the best songs they've ever done, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with Casual Affair from Panic at the Disco. All right. Just in the atmosphere. All right. Casual Affair. Yeah, I, I I really love the dark electronics on that track, but also I love the strings mm-hmm. on that. They're fucking gorgeous. I love the way that chorus explodes. 
I really like the the whisper vocals and the bridge. I did, I did, yeah. I did it again. Like it's, it really has like a creepy. It really it. does. Uh, it's it's such like ah, it's probably the darkest track I would say, like darkest sounding in their uh, discography, and I fucking love it for that. It sounds mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good track. Yeah. I, you know, listening to this album through again, I was like, damn, that one's really really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I love all the electronic stuff. I love it. Brendan's voice sounds great on it. It's just yeah. Yeah, he's doing like the high notes, but he's not abusing it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's it's serving the track, and it sounds great. Yeah, I had to wait for that till Bethel Bachelor. And then he, yeah, then true. He could show off. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really good track. Um, also, like a really good album cover for that album. I love just it, like the, the black general. and white with the colorful smoke. Yeah, yeah, coming no, that's out great. of the cigarette. I love yeah. that album cover. Um, but yeah, great, great pick. Great shit. Great shit. Great shit. Great choice. Uh, I was gonna, I was also gonna go with something off of Favorite of the Week. Or, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, Hold on, can you speak into the mic again? <laughs> pretty odd. Uh, but I'm gonna since Spices and Richie surprised me so much, I'm gonna go with one of my favorite songs by the band in general. I'm gonna go with Sarah Smiles. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Sarah smiles off of vices and virtues. I fucking love that track. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Brendan sounds really good on that one. Yeah, yeah. I still vividly remember uh, the first time I heard that song. Um, like I was digging it for a while. Uh, there's some cool rhythmic changes that happen. Like the the first like verse and first chorus are kind of like swung, and then that's straight after that. Um, but like uh, uh, the the first time I listened to it, that. I think it's the second chorus where it goes, rest my hand. like yeah. that, that little, I was like, oh my God, that's so <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. Like, I really love that, like, that short, like, every quarter note sound for whatever reason right yeah. there. It sounds so fucking cool. I, I love how every chorus is different in that one. Mm-hmm. I love how the song feels like it, like, progresses and... Yeah. It, it is a very satisfying yeah. track as a whole. Yeah. And I, I love when the instrumental, the instrumental comes out, cuts out on the last yeah. part and it's just sounds so visceral yeah but it's not him like hitting a high note or yeah. anything it's just him like you it's just him singing passionately yeah it's, he just sounds angry and i love it right yeah <laughs> like his teeth are yeah he's clenching his teeth and saying it's 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 kind of like that part in uh i don't uh the fucking black parade oh um, i don't love you yeah yeah fuck like it just got to yeah, say yeah, that, that part, visceral yeah. like yeah. angry feel and i i don't know i love that yeah in the music so mm-hmm. I, i'm glad they had something like that there yeah uh but yeah really love that track and i hope you guys do too yeah so. you know those are both really good tracks yeah. um and we were saying off camera that uh even though pretty odd didn't make it it probably does have the best chance of just making it on any other week yeah <laughs> <laughs> just one week we're going to be vibing with pretty odd and you're like you know what <laughs> yeah exactly Pasta Cheval. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's like, been behind us the whole, oh, yeah. the whole time, too. So. It's the only Panic record I have on vinyl. Uh, probably, at, th- at this rate, probably the only one I'm going to have on vinyl. Um, but Yeah, I yeah. might shoot for Vices at some point, but yeah, that's the only one that I have on vinyl as well. Mm. I have almost every CD, except for a fever you can't sweat out. I'm the exact same. Yeah. But that's just for collection's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a collector. Um, yeah, I don't quite regret having Pray for the Wicked on CD but it's really close to yeah, it. Yeah, it's definitely not to the point where I want to break it in half like I do with the click, like I want to do with the click, yeah. but um, 
you know. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, a much happier note ending off on than uh, AJR, but. Yes, yeah. Uh, still kind of sad, so, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, that's episode 50 for you guys. Yeah. Oh, and also we are uh, now um, accommodated, so now all these episodes come out every five episodes. Ah. And it's on. Uh, just f- new- Oh, I can't think of a fucking word. Uh, dividends of five? I, I yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Mul- multiples of five? Multiples of five. I think that's what <laughs> I, Whatever. So, like, 50, 55, 60, 65. Like, those are all be artist analysis episodes now. Yeah, so um, we'll see you with another artist analysis on March <laughs> t- 21st, I think. Okay. Yeah. March 21st. Yeah. So, so hope, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Hope you guys are en- enjoyed. This is one of our beefier episodes. Yeah. This is kind of putting Takeover Tour to uh, you know the uh, to its bringing it to its wits. I don't know what I'm trying I, to say. <laughs> it's, it's just competing for the top. giving it a run for its money. That's there what I was go. trying to yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that was episode 50. We're real close to 52. So mm-hmm. that's crazy. We'll figure out something. I yeah, <laughs> I have a couple ideas. But we'll see. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, if you, if you like this podcast, give it a like, subscribe, hit that bell button, mm-hmm. uh, turn on notifications for Mike's music channel, mm-hmm. uh, cause you can find the, the link to that in the description along with his album of the year page. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe his Twitter page. Depending on, I'll also be, if the song does come out on Friday, which I'm hoping it does, it will be posted to the channel yeah. as well. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and then you can find my album of the year page, my Instagram review page, which I haven't used in a long time. Um, but we'll see. Um, you can find our song of the week playlists down there. We have individual ones between me and Mike, and then we have a combined one that has both of ours and guests on there. Um, you can find the Twitter page uh, and links to all of the streaming services to where you can listen to this. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. And, mm-hmm. But if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music or any of the other ones, we love you guys. Yeah, <laughs> so, we really do. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I don't know if I missed anything. Don't think I did. Uh, I don't think so. Just so, all uh, the marks. Yeah. Hell yeah. We will talk, to you, talk at you guys 